My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hey friends, welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. This episode, we're taking another dip into the concept of past lives and reincarnation. We're going to be going over eight methods you can use to tap into your soul's history. This can help bring clarity to certain repeating patterns, your strengths and weaknesses, as well as the significance of some people in your life right now. And it's just a fun thing to do. <laughs> so here we go. Connecting to past and future lifetimes can be a bit more of an advanced spiritual ability, but sometimes our connection to certain lifetimes is so strong and is seeping out into this one so much <laughs> that they're very easy to tap into. What's important to understand is that energy and the energy world operate very differently than here. Here we feel we are an individual with a unique mission or goal in life, when we break down the layers on the energetic side, however, things become more and more intertwined and essentially simplified until we're left with one base energy, which is source energy. Since there are so many layers to things that connect us to so many other people and consciousnesses, it's common for many of us to have memories of the same life. For example, there are many people that commonly feel they were present during the time of Jesus or something. And that's because we all were there. One person's memory is all of our memory at the core. Um, so it gets a little, like, complicated. There are many views and understandings about what happens when we die and how we are reborn. I've talked about my perspective on it, but overall, in my opinion, it's all very abstract and a lot more complicated than what our human minds can comprehend. But long story short, we live in an expanding universe 
Source wants to experience all the possibilities, so things continue to expand and explode as it experiences itself in as many ways as it can. No energy goes to waste. When your energy is through in a lifetime, it just recycles back into something else. Earth seems to be more unique in that we are stuck in a specific loop cycle here that other energies don't necessarily experience on other planets or in other realms, but we essentially come into this vortex and then stay until we're able to release out of it, and then from there, energy just keeps recycling into various lifetimes, depending on how our energy wants to experience itself. Looking at our physical bodies, familial habits and traits are obviously passed down through our DNA, but they're also passed down through epigenetics, which are hereditary traits that influence how our genes work, but don't actually change the DNA sequencing. So these are things that are not directly passed down in the DNA, but still affect the way our bodies and such function. It's kind of going along the same lines as um, uh, nature versus nurture, how much your environment affects you versus how much your like genetic coding actually affects you. Very similarly to that concept, past life information can affect the way our bodies, minds, etc. function, again, without actually being ingrained in our DNA. So it can affect personality traits, patterns, interests, urges, habits, etc. Even, like, physical functioning. Though you don't hold the same identity in everything each lifetime, certain aspects of your soul may overlap various lifetimes, which creates similarities to key lessons and patterns in those. Another way to understand that is to think of a kaleidoscope. The bits are all there, but the perspective has shifted as you move the kaleidoscope, you know? Additionally, in some lifetimes, you'll only use some bits, while in others, there are all new bits with only a couple bits from the, like, original pile. I'm not sure if that makes sense, <laughs> but essentially there are small bits of your soul coming together each lifetime like a puzzle. Thus, there can be overlaying themes and patterns that intermingle through various lifetimes depending on those bits that are present. Um, they can also kind of change and move as you go through life. I suppose one can say then that our ultimate goal is to operate through all of the bits in harmony with each other, as that would be really living in alignment with our inner being. Sometimes these themes and patterns can be great things that help us stand in our power, while other times these can be things that get in our way, such as feelings of lack or a fear of success. This is why learning about and understanding past lives is so beneficial. This is also why sometimes past life issues need to be healed during an energy healing session. That stuff can spill out and affect our processing in this lifetime, so, you know, just need to kind of heal in various layers. What's cool about that is since everything is connected and time isn't linear, all of those lifetimes are essentially happening simultaneously, healing them here and now also allows it to heal there and then, thus affecting you on all layers. When you heal now, you are affecting your processing everywhere, which is cool. <laughs> Getting into the nitty-gritty now, there are a few ways to tap into past lives. Of course, some methods may work better for some than others, 
and some methods may take a little bit of time to get the hang of, but they're all great ways to begin opening that door. I'll get into this a bit more as I go, but just be forewarned that sometimes what comes through a past life is not pretty and may require some processing and healing on its own, so definitely take your time. Don't force yourself into things. Don't force the information. Just baby steps. (laughs) If you feel uncomfortable or overwhelmed at any point, just leave it alone. Take a little break. As long as it feels good and you feel excited and in control, totally keep walking through, but once resistance hits, just don't force it. If you need assistance or want someone to do this with, I do do private trainings where we could definitely dive into this together. For those of you that are already doing private trainings with me as well, we could totally explore this if you want to more. (laughs) Just let me know. But nonetheless, you could totally do these on your own too. All right, number one. Very simple, very straightforward. Meditate and ask to be shown stuff. (laughs) So sit or lie down to begin your meditation. You'll want to take a few deep breaths, focusing on your breath to allow your mind to clear. Ground your body by either doing this meditation outside with your bare feet on the earth, or you can just imagine roots coming down through your root chakra at the base of your spine and through the bottom of your feet, anchoring you onto earth or you can follow your own grounding practice, whatever. You just want to ground and center and all that stuff. For past life connections, I would recommend from here placing a protective bubble around you by either envisioning a golden bubble coming through your heart chakra and enveloping your body, or you can just ask your guides to place it around you. Then call upon your spirit guides and ask them to show you a peek into a past life. I would recommend doing this whole practice that I just explained about like breathing, going into a meditative state, uh, grounding, and then a bubble before you do any of the methods I'm about to say to connect. I would start all of them with this just to ensure you are centered, your guides are there with you, you've got your protective mechanisms in place, all that good stuff. It's important to remain somewhat unemotional and unattached when exploring past lives to ensure you're keeping your energy in the here and now and not getting lost in the past and creating a bridge for that stuff to bleed into, which is what this whole little centering grounding bubble calling upon your guides will help with. The golden bubble ensures you are protective protected and not leaving yourself open and vulnerable to the energies and memories you tap into. And then you're giving your guides permission to step in if needed, which will add another protective layer to that. Anyway, if there is a specific past life you are already aware of due to perhaps learning about it from a a, a session you had or a past life regression or from one of the other exercises I'm about to share, you can totally specify that you want to connect to that specific one to learn more about it. Um, or find out a specific piece of information about it if you have a specific question, or you can just kind of leave it up in the air and just ask your guides to show you whatever. It does take a high frequency to tap into past lives, all (laughs) willy-nilly, so don't be discouraged if you don't get anything at first. Just keep trying, keep calm, and allow the information to wash over you. Don't chase it or force it, Just put your feelers out there and allow the energy to meet it and download down into you. Be aware of all sensations that come up with this. It may be worth journaling at the end of this meditation to work through and make sense of whatever it is that you sensed. You can also follow a guided meditation on YouTube or something. 
As a heads up, sometimes our minds immediately go to how we passed away in the lifetime we're connecting to. So if this happens and it's too much for you, clear your mind, set the intention that you're connecting to an earlier memory of that lifetime or a happy moment from it, and then put your feelers back out with that new intention. So just kind of reset and start over. I feel like sometimes connecting to the childhood or young adult time frame of a lifetime offers us sometimes the most insight as to who we were and where we came from, so you can even specify that. Just as an FYI, because I don't think I've ever clarified this, when I say put out your feelers, I'm essentially talking about that feeling of setting an intention and waiting for a response. Kind of like when you call someone and are waiting for them to pick up the phone on the other end, you have the intention like, I'm calling this person, we're making a connection, and now I'm waiting. It's a similar thing. You set an intention, hold it within your being, and allow that energy that you're calling upon to come meet you and connect. All right, number two. Again, super straightforward. (laughs) Automatic write and connect to either your guides or a specific past life version of you. For this one, you'll want to go into a meditative state. So again, do that whole little practice we just talked about. Set the intention that you're connecting to your guides, higher self, or that version of you if you know of a lifetime, and then ask questions. Write your answer at the top of the page. For example, is there a past life I should know about if you don't know one? Or if you already have one, then something like, who was I in this lifetime? What was my childhood like? What did I like to do? Etc. Then let your hand begin writing in response and keep it going nonstop until you feel like you're finished. Then ask another question and repeat. As always, don't read or judge what you're writing until you're done. I've talked about automatic writing a few times now. It can take some practice, so don't get discouraged if it's a bit muddy or ego-driven at first. Sometimes even I'll, like, hear the information and I'm just writing what I'm hearing. So just be open for all the possibilities. Sometimes things like swaying or humming can distract your mind and ego enough so that your intuition can kick in and allow that stream of information to pass through, so you may want to try that. If there's one piece of information that isn't coming in very clearly, but everything else is, it may be a sign that that's not a piece of information that will be for your highest good to hold, so your guides don't want you to have it, so leave it alone or ask your guides to confirm if that's the case. Sometimes we may have some burning questions, but if they're not going to help us or the timing isn't right in that moment for us to have, just leave it alone. Forcing into it will often just take us down a really ugly rabbit hole. Number three, reflect upon your interests, fears, what you long for, what gives you the warm and fuzzies, etc. (laughs) Sometimes the biggest markers of past lives lie in what comes very naturally to us, what we're scared of, what makes us feel nostalgic, and or what we yearn for. When these are strong and prominent without much of a reason for them, it's a great sign that they're a huge part of our energetic identity. There are so many times I've had a session with someone where we're exploring their past lives and I bring up something like, oh, you were an architect in this lifetime. And then the person's like, oh my gosh, since I was a kid, I was obsessed with drawing and designing homes and I never knew why. That kind of thing happens all the time. (laughs) Going back to the concept of epigenetics, there are some innate strengths and weaknesses that apply to and connect various lifetimes. It's almost like an ongoing set of skills or something that we come with and continue to use until we master them or until our energy has expanded beyond them. These often come through in things that stick out to us like that. So, 
Make a list of what your interests are. Connecting to your child self can be very beneficial in this because we're typically a lot more energetically connected with our inner being, energetic systems and past lives, traits and stuff then. And go through each of those, asking yourself if they can be traced to something you have experienced in your current life or if they are seemingly more of an innate interest. If they are more innate or even if they aren't, but they just feel very ingrained in your being and in your nature and they just feel deep, put a star next to it, sit with it, and try to get a sense of that interest's origin. You can do this either through meditation and setting the intention to connect to a past life in which that was relevant, through automatic writing, or even by using your intuition and like asking your pendulum even for confirmation if needed. You can also do the same with fears. Fears can be connected to things experienced growing up, things passed on through generational trauma, or a traumatic happening in a past life. A great example of this is a story I believe I shared in a prior episode regarding my fear of water. When I was a baby, I hated water. I hated when water touched my face. When my parents would wash my hair, I would start acting like I couldn't breathe, and I was always scared of, like, bodies of water. And a couple years ago, I think, I found out that I had a few lifetimes, actually, where bad things occurred near water, but there was one in particular uh, where I was actually kind of drowning. It took a few tries connecting to that lifetime, but opening that up a little bit as I was ready for it and kind of experiencing the memory of drowning, um, it was actually, honestly, a very beautiful, peaceful experience, and it offered a lot of healing for me. But again, when you kind of go through this fear way, it can get um, intense, you know, so I would definitely proceed with that one for caution. I wouldn't just like jump in and do that first. I would do that later down the line. Anyway, this would follow the same as the last where you would list out your fears, try to get a sense of where they came from, star the special or significant ones, then ask questions or try to tap into them. Sometimes your guides may not allow you to fully tap into, like, weird things that have happened in past lives if it's too much. So, if the connection doesn't go anywhere, again, leave it alone. You want to remain unattached and unemotional, just like you're observing a story from a place of curiosity to ensure you don't take any of that on and then just accept what comes to you and move on. Things you desire or naturally make you feel nostalgic or at home can also be great clues in the past lives. If there is a specific place you've always been drawn to and have dreamt about visiting, it could be because you spent a lifetime there and either have some unfinished business there, it represents a pivotal moment in that past life, or it was just home. (laughs) Sometimes visiting such a place can actually unlock memories of a past life. This happens a lot with children, so again, try to tap into your child self if possible. If you can't visit a place, you can do some research on it or even go into Street View on Google Earth, paying attention to what grabs your attention or interests you the most. You can use those as little puzzle pieces to put the clues together. The same applies to things that make you feel nostalgic. Sometimes people may yearn for a cloudy autumn evening in England or something. Pay attention to what initiates that longing? Is it something you've been trained to desire or is it more than that? 
This is tricky stuff, so you won't always get an easy, direct, like detailed answer, but it's a great way to begin opening up that door. Number four, use a mirror or a partner to see what you looked like then. I don't know if I've shared this practice before. I feel like I have, but I'm not sure. But mirrors can be used for a lot of stuff. They're very powerful tools. This practice comes from a practice that I read about in a book called Shaman Healer Sage, which is actually written by one of the people that trained the shaman I used to go to, which is cool. (laughs) But it talks about connecting and tracking past lives, either through a mirror or someone else's face. Basically, you sit across from a mirror or a person in the dark. You want to place a candle on the side of you, uh, not in front of you, but to the side. And then gently gaze into the left eye of the person or reflection. You do not want to stare. It's a very gentle, like, gaze. Set the intention that you are going to be seeing your past lives. Then gently observe as the face you are looking at begins to morph and change shape. Again, you want to stay focused on that left eye, gently gazing, not staring It may take a couple minutes before things start morphing, but just keep staring into it. This practice is a little freaky, but it's really cool. As a forewarning, the first time I did this, I saw my skin disintegrate into a skeleton. Then the skeleton, my clothing and hair and everything is what morphed, but everything remained in that like dead state, that skeleton state, which was kind of freaky. After repeating it, however, that didn't happen again, so I don't know what that was about, but just FYI. I recommend journaling your findings after doing this, just so that you remember. Then you can repeat this exercise, setting the intention that you're seeing one of the lifetimes through various ages, or you can expand more through these other exercises now that you have a face to a specific lifetime. Number five, try to get a sense of who people were to you in a past life and try to tap into it together. This is a fun exercise if you have a partner or friend that you feel you have a very deep bond with, like you've known them all your life and even before, and if they're also open and willing to tap in. When I was a kid, my best friend and I were very connected to our past lives and would remember details about them, then discuss them, which would open up a ton more memories. So sometimes having somebody to kind of brainstorm with is very helpful. To do this, go into a meditative state. Try to sense in what way you have known them before. So this will be more intuition-based, or you can even ask your guides. Was it a sibling-type relationship, a friendly one, a romantic one, perhaps even more of like an enemy situation going on. Try not to get muddled with how your relationship is now. Just stay neutral and focus on those underlying sensations. Again, remain unattached and unemotional. It may be fun to do this on your own, then compare answers together once you're done just to see if you guys are on the same page. Try to be as transparent in what you're sensing as possible with your partner so that you can help each other stay on the same like energetic wave and pick up on, on similarities in what you're feeling. It may be necessary to have a preliminary like exploration, then marinate and meditate on it for a few days and then come back to it and then dive in again, whatever. But using somebody and kind of brainstorming with them is very helpful. <laughs> Number six. Use oracle cards. 
Oracle cards can be used for many things, and one great way is to pinpoint repeating patterns so that you can overcome them. While simply tapping into a root lesson of a past life won't necessarily give you direct information about it, you can definitely combine this with the other methods that I just talked about and will talk about so that you have a more thorough understanding of a past life and you can begin taking steps to heal any lingering baggage. Oracle cards aren't an exact science. It's very intuitive-based, so there's no right or wrong way to pull or lay out the cards. Just go with the flow and follow your instincts. You can either pull cards for one lifetime to learn more about it, or you can make the exploration more abstract, even, and set the intention that the images on the cards themselves will represent things significant to you in that lifetime. The second variation will take more listening to your intuition, but it may be fun. It may unlock memories. It may be a cool thing to try. <laughs> Just look at the images or words and see if they strike any feelings, sensations, or memories. If you're using the first method and just setting the intention to connect to one lifetime in particular, you can pull a spread to see what lessons are still needing to be fulfilled or perhaps what you've already kind of accomplished even. Oracle cards are great at giving you guidance to move through things, which is why I love them so much. So you can definitely use it as an opportunity to grow and begin shifting your perspective on those patterns and lessons. Number seven, set an intention before bed to dream about it or open up memories from them. When you dream, you can either stay in your body processing everything Go inward to other parallel realities, past lives, etc., or go outward to other worlds and dimensions. Before going to bed, set the intention to go inward, connect to your soul, and open up memories from a past life. It may take many tries to be able to fully tap into them, but have a notebook handy when you wake up so that you can immediately write down details of your dreams that you remember. Title those dreams so your subconscious treats them like important stories and that way they'll hold it'll hold on to more information every time you go to bed. With dreams it's kind of more of like a practice thing. You need to subconsciously just program in that they're important and you need to stay and paying attention to them, you know? It kind of allows you to remember more. There's a difference between weird abstract dreams and those ones that feel very real. When tapping into past life memories, they'll typically feel more realistic and grounded rather than abstract and dreamy. So that's something to look out for. Sometimes these dreams can also occur by themselves without you even having to set the intention. Perhaps there was a very realistic dream you had as a kid that has ingrained itself in your memory or something. This can also be a glimpse into a past life, so definitely make note and dive deeper into it using one of the other methods just to see what comes out, see if you can make any connections or read anything into it. If you are experiencing a recurring dream about something that does not necessarily make sense or align with this lifetime, it could also be an unresolved wound that is processing from a past life. So again, just write it down, try to dive deeper in using the other methods, ask questions, meditate on it, whatever you need. Finally, last but not least, number eight. If you have a sense of a past life already, draw a picture of that version of you and ask it questions. A stick figure is totally fine. It doesn't have to be good. It's just setting the attention. And I can't speak. Setting the intention that that is you from that point in time. And then write or ask questions to it. 
then write or hear or sense the answers and jot them down below. This is, again, more of an intuition-heavy practice, so you'll want to trust and go with whatever first comes to you, essentially like automatic writing. Just take the stream of information as it comes. You can ask them details about their life, their hobbies, their work, whatever. Again, remember there may be some things off-limits to you if your guides don't feel you're ready for it. So if you hear crickets after a couple of attempts with one question, just leave that question alone and move on to another. It's like you're opening up a little a little portal into that part of your consciousness and you're having a conversation with it. So totally talk to it. Engage. <laughs> and that's all I've got for you. Past life stuff can be incredibly fascinating and mind-opening, but again, proceed with caution, keep yourself safe, ask for help if you need it, reach out, I'm always here. Um, enjoy, use your guides, trust yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you as always for listening and I'll see you next time. Oh, happy new year. Happy 2022. (laughs) Sending you love. And that's all. Okay. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at Channel with Amber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.